Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. When you think of hockey, you think of cold weather and winter gear, but to a coach, the offseason doesn't exist. The summers are spent recruiting the future squad and prepping for the upcoming campaign. In the Northwest, there is a lot of buzz in the hockey community. A new NHL team will hit the ice in Seattle, Washington, set to start in 2021. And in Oregon, there is some big news on the horizon for the Eugene Generals. Today on the Spent the Rent podcast, we found out more as we are joined by the head coach of the Eugene Junior Generals, Dan Trent. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Bo Willie. My guest today is the head coach of the Eugene Junior Generals, Dan Trent. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Patrick. Before we get started, I want to give a plug to my sponsor, uh, Oregon Cashflow Pro, giving free money management advice at OregonCashflowPro.com. He's got a new video that you can check out about good versus bad debt that you really need to check out. All of what he does is free. So, I mean, everybody likes that price. And the partnership that we have with me being Spent the Rent Podcast, I thought Oregon Cashflow Pro and a free site is a is a really useful tool. So check that out at OregonCashflowPro.com. Okay, so the minutes are out of the way. Dan, thank you for doing this. Uh, we've known each other for about 20 years. And uh, I don't want to say this, but you did used to buy me beer when I was like 19. And so that's how we originally met because I lived on 14th and Ferry and I would walk to Max's and... You know, you were, I think you were only a couple years older than me, but now, back then it seemed like you were so much more of a mature man because I was a child. (laughs) But uh, now here we are with families and houses and, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible where we've came and it's, I'm really proud of you and proud to be, to be able to call you my friend. And so, uh, well, thanks for doing this. As you can see, if you're watching the video, if you're, if you're listening, you could stop now on any app and you can go to the, the, uh, spent the rent podcast website, which is strpod.com slash video. You can watch now I'm streaming these, not streaming, but doing uh, video recordings of each interview. And so you can go check that out. And, and it, if you could are watching, you can see that we've got the Boston versus New York rivalry going with our hockey jerseys. I thought that would be fitting. So let's just get right into it. Uh, you know, hockey is something that you were obviously super passionate about. How did you get into hockey? When did it start? You grew up in New York, mm-hmm. and so that's obviously a hockey haven. And, and, you know, there's so many people there. There's so much to do that obviously it's big for everything, but hockey is, like, in it, in people's blood. So talk on that. Absolutely. Yeah, so when <clears throat> actually kind of a rare story. A lot of my friends were playing at, you know, two, three years old, you know, and I was – here I am, a twin, identical twin with a, a spine – issue um doctors wouldn't clear me until i was 15 to play on 
ice hockey. Right. Um, so I would always play street hockey and you know, the winners were coming and we'd form boards with snow and drill each other. And it was a physical sport then it's changing now. And we'll sure. talk about that, but being an upstate, <clears throat> obviously all your friends are playing and you want to play and it's the one sport you love and you're feeling robbed of that because of a spinal issue. Right. And, um, so when I got cleared, I, I did eventually make a team and, uh, I loved playing from there on, I was 15, like I said, when I started on, on skates. And then I made a tier team the following year, and I was named assistant captain the second season nice. of playing. And then I had four concussions that ended my career at 18. Wow. So it was short-lived. It was short-lived, but the fire and the passion are still there. And so then you moved to Oregon. What brought you to Oregon? Oregon, it's just a new start. Just something different. My oldest brother lived. He moved here with his wife and essentially... Um, I just want to get out of a, a small town, right. try, try something new. And Matt's like, you would, you're going to love Eugene. The thing I've always loved about you is a lot of times when people, and people are going to hate me, but a lot of times when people from New York that I've encountered in Oregon, cause I've never left, but people are like, Oh my God, New York's so much better. You seem to have a heart in both places. Like this has become mm-hmm. your home obviously, mm-hmm. but you, and you love where you're from and love being from New York. I think it's a great place to be from. Yeah, but oh man, that's you know what I mean. There's always I, these people that are like, man. I feel the same way about Eugene. Like, I would love to be from here. Yeah, and, you know, invite. Sure. you might love being from upstate. Um, it's just cold winters and a lot of snow. And maybe that's the stuff. city. Maybe that's the city more than the upstate. Mm-hmm. The vibe the, because people are like I'm from New York, man. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks here, and it's like, why do you stay here then? It's crazy. If you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> or you know, man, you guys are way too hyper. Right. You know, everybody out here is laid back. Everybody in New York is too hyper. And that's true. I got that for a long time. Right. And as long as I've known you, you've always been a pretty mellow guy. So, so, so when you got here to Oregon, did you find like there was a void because there wasn't hockey that you were familiar with? Yep. You know, the generals, I don't know. We're going to get to a lot about the Eugene generals, Mm -hmm. but was that happening? When When I first got here, I I didn't even think of hockey um, for a couple of years until I was going down 13th and i look to my right and i go oh they make they must make ice there because it just said ice i think on it and i thought they were it was like an ice factory or something the lane county ice yeah yeah. and then yeah look i look to my right and then i find out it's a hockey rink and they have an adult program and i was like mom can you send me my skates please sure and then boom you know my first taste of the generals was uh for one i had a friend that played on the back in the day the lane county lightning which was youth hockey Yep. And then he was a baseball player on my baseball team, but he was more of a hockey player. Jacob Meisenheimer, shout out to Jacob Meisenheimer from Little League. And he would, we would stall when we played games. Our, he was our best player, our second, third best player, whatever. And our coach would tell us to take pitches because Jake would be late because he would have a hockey game first. And so legit, he'd be like, don't swing at the first two pitches because that'll get more. And then Jake would show up and then he, you know, he was great. So (laughs) that was my first taste. And then my dad got some free tickets to a a generals game and I went to it and I realized that they were all free (laughs) at that time. Like it was trying to get, cause I had my ticket and I'm like, make sure my dad's like, don't lose this. He like pinned it to my shirt. I was like 12. And he's like, you know, when we went in, there's a girl sitting at the desk and I was like, do you want to take my ticket? She's like, go in. Like they're all, Just, they were all free. And, but I think it's really come a long way. Absolutely. You know, because like, I, I mean, it's now it's become, there's loyal fans. 
speaking of, there was just, I looked, learning about this uh, topic and I covered some stuff and, and did some research. Sounds like the generals lost one of their loyal fans. You, yeah, yeah. That absolutely. he just passed away. What is his name? Um, I, I actually don't yeah, so, remember the name off the top of my head. I, I didn't. I didn't notice it. You know, there's a lot of very passionate fans. A lot sure. Of glass and bangers. you're busy because you, so, so, oh. it, you know, mm-hmm. on the general's website, they've got a nice little uh, shout out to him and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And that's cool that's because, great. because for a small independent hockey organization, like in Eugene, it's cool when people are so passionate that they become like, they go to every game, you know, and they Absolutely. support it. And that's why it keeps, it, it's able to even be done. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Uh, so, Let's cover what you what your titles are. So in the intro, we talked about how you coach the head coach of the junior generals, which the junior generals is the twelve and under. The, or this 12. Is eight, it's actually eighteen U. Right now we have so it's eighteen U all the way down to eight U. Okay, so um, it's every year of youth, just like little league and baseball. And it's two year increments. So um, so my son when he started, he was um, an eight U player twice. And then a 10U player twice, and this will be his first year at 12U, which 12U, and we'll go into it, is a full sheet of ice now. They go, they play half-ice games, and and we'll talk about, like, puck touches. And, oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, so, a, it's different as, it's as, like, as they get older. I know hockey is one of the sports that people are unfamiliar with how it works in youth sports, and that's kind of mm-hmm. why I wanted to do this. But, you know, for, like, uh, kindergarten, Pop Warner football, they'll play, like, six plays, and then they switch, and then they play six plays. It's not really a score. They're not keeping score necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it's really just to learn the fundamentals. And so you're talking about at the 12U level where your son is at, He they do it to where it's a full-on game. It's a full that, game at that. At, that, at this level now it is yeah right. full dice. that's cool so uh with coaching it's something that like you said your career ended your playing career pretty young 18 mm-hmm. you know so was it right away you had said you took a few years off from even thinking about hockey but did mm-hmm. coaching present itself when you had kids or was it something that you had gotten into before that i i, I think it got more i think the juices started flowing when i got custody of my daughter from new york here and then I started um, seeing her interest level in softball and, and other sports. And I thought, you know, I played baseball my whole life. I played hockey. And um, I thought the translation would be cool if I could try softball. And I, like I said, when I just pulled in, I talked to you about my first... Where I live at. And yeah, where undisclosed live, location. Undisclosed location. Right across the street <clears throat> from Riverbend Elementary. Yeah. Yep. And so we... Um, <laughs> yeah and, and i pulled in i said wow that's where i first started my career yeah. um, the coach was selling drugs out of his uh out of his car in the parking lot right before a practice and i went to our you know the youth program here and i talked to the director and i said hey uh we have an issue here and i'm more than happy to take over the reins and wow and from there on out i so you cut won, off, won a championship that same year you cut off his head and became the highlander that's right is basically how that exactly went. so bad news bears that's that's good. So I mean, obviously, you took it serious, even uh-huh. you know, because we were young little party animals. But still, mm-hmm. there you've always had class when it came to that stuff. There's a time and a place for whatever. Mm-hmm. So now you know your son is how old is Nolan? Nolan is ten. He is a little phenom. I don't want to. It's it's tough when you have a kid that's actually showing signs of being really talented because you don't want to like 
have too high of expectations. It's supposed to be fun at the youth level. Exactly. You know, but he's he's a gritty kid. I watched the videos you post about him striking people out in baseball and stuff, and he's killing it. And then your younger son, who's like, what, four? Three? Uh, Oscar's three. Yep. That kid is going to be the enforcer. He's yeah. going to be the one in the hockey rink that's fighting. He's at the drop. hockey. He's at the flow going right he's now. He's just not going to. He's not going to wear gloves so that he doesn't have to <laughs> drop them. He's funny. So uh, you know, and everybody that I've talked to, I've I've actually encountered some people that you have coached. I had an ex girlfriend that had a daughter that that you had coached, and she was always like glowing. Like, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, he was the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool. That's and that's, awesome. it's gotta be rewarding, you know, and now your love of the youth coaching experience has taken you to more of a, even a career. Cause coaching is something that you spend a lot of your own money and then yep. now you've gotten into teaching. So now you're teaching at a charter school, yep. physical education, which is charter schools have pros and cons, obviously, mm-hmm. but because you didn't go and get a teaching degree, correct? Right. So this opportunity is, I think it, they're, especially in something like physical ed- education, they're benefiting because you have such a passion for youth athletics. Yep. So that's really cool. It you is know? really cool. I, I, I would say like, you know, I, I took some licensing stuff to be the teacher, which right. wasn't, it, you know, I didn't have to go to full, full on, you know, like a master's degree. Yeah. Like a PE teaching you right. know, school for it. Um, I think they just saw that I had passion as a coach and the teachers, uh, they just couldn't hold on to a PE teacher that was, um, just consistent, just period. consistent. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and so they, they called me in and I, I did a full year, you know, with their eyes on me and. They loved it so much. The kids, you know, like I said, there'll be days I'll leave and kids are hanging on my ankles and they don't want me to leave and they don't want to leave school. And it's, it's a great feeling. And that's K through eight, by the way. Wow. I teach 264 kids. Wow. And you you know all their names? I know all of them. Let's list them. No, I'm just sure. (laughs) So time for that. Yeah. That, so when you had told me that you had gotten into teaching, I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. What were you doing for work before that? I was a stay at home dad and um and i was just kind of doing some odd jobs so before that i actually was a pewter smith i was like welding um soft metals and right. um, over at uh, tin woods formerly known as tin woodsman sure crosby and taylor and i did that for 10 years and my twin brother and i got laid off at the same time right at christmas time and it was just devastating you know because you had a passion and a love for something you do and all of a sudden it's gone and then my routines just stopped and i have kids right and so i was like you know what I told my wife, why don't you just work right now? I'll stay at home. We don't have to worry about daycare, sure. childcare, all that stuff. And so I stayed home for a couple of years, raising the boys. They were just, you know, raising the little guy and taking Nolan to school and stuff like that. Right. And then uh, I was just doing odd jobs, like construction stuff. And then all of a sudden. It just kind of came to you. Boom. Yeah. Just came, all these opportunities. Fell on my, my lap. I was doing some subbing there because the, they had a teacher leave in the middle of the year. And I said... I'll just come in and help out sub and do some like, you know, dry land hockey stuff with the kids. And they loved it. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's talk about what the generals are as a team. I think a lot of times it's difficult for people to understand. So with the generals, you work as an assistant coach. So I'm so, yeah. So I'm a 12 U. I'm the 12 U coach, the head this, coach this of the year, youth team of the youth team. Right. Right, and then next, so and then for the actual generals team, and the generals team is sixteen to twenty. Sixteen to twenty year olds, independent. Ju- it's like not like semi pro. Now the players, a lot of they're recruited. We're mm-hmm. talking about the actual Eugene generals. They're mm-hmm. recruited. A lot of them come from Alaska. Mm-hmm. I've encountered some throughout the years. Um, I used to be a barber on West Eleventh, and one of the one of the guys would come in the whole time he was here, and we would talk hockey quite a bit. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but 
he kind of filled me in what the generals were about. It's not semi-pro, so the no. players don't give up their um, opportunity to play. You know, they're, they're still amateur status. Yep. We were talking off air about uh, the Portland Winter Hawks, which if you live in the Portland area and you haven't gone to a Winter Hawks match, then you are missing out because that is some serious hockey. Good hockey up there. The way that it's been described to me is that the uh, Portland Winter Hawks are about the 36th best team in American hockey because mm-hmm. they're the level right below the NHL. That's right. Those those players can be drafted. They're actually signed to contracts, um, and then they can also be drafted. Um, through the WHL, so they're kind of owned by a team, and then their eyes are. So for the they're... for the, I don't want to go too crazy, but mm-hmm. with the Winter Hawks, what is the age group? The, I mean, that's it's, it's about the same. That can be, yeah, it's about the so same. So there's 16. there's literally 15 year olds that get signed, and then they they <clears throat> forego their college because they're professional. So yeah. they lose any uh, amateur status, go professional. And we talked a little plug. We talked to to uh, Alex Youngbauer, who's an amateur MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of concept to where you have to make that decision. You don't, you know, there's perks to staying amateur before you go pro. You know, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. I, I think for hockey and a lot of the misconception is starting to happen where, oh, I I signed a contract. This is cool. I have all the bells and whistles, but let's let's not go too far. We are controlling our own destiny as far as hockey players. So it doesn't matter. You can be 25 and then make your first appearance. Right. Right. And that's okay. And that's That's actually has its perks. Once you sign that contract, you like you just said, you sign up. You're, you work for them. You yep. don't get to control you your them. destiny, where you live, yep. college, your education. You know, and so obviously if you're a phenom, you have to make that choice. You see it in basketball a lot now where people are kind of foregoing college because right now you still have to do the one year of college. Mm-hmm. And then players go and play in Europe. And what they're finding is that they're treated like a commodity. Not, and that's what happens when you're professional. Obviously, you're going to be celebrated when you're at the top, but the people at the bottom where they're like average careers, like two years, Yep, you know, it's pretty terrible. So true. So, and again, we, we, so when I say control our own destiny, I mean like stay, it's okay to stay home, to stay in your youth programs and build and develop and develop and develop because honestly, these guys that are being told, oh man, you're so awesome. You're so great. All of a sudden they're playing guys that are also really, really great. And they have not built their skills that they need. Sure. So it's okay to stay home. It's a tough trade-off because you need coaches like yourself. You mm-hmm. need people that really actually know what they're doing so they're not creating bad habits and all that stuff. And there's exactly. So there's a trade-off, but it's just really important that you find someone that you can trust when you're making that decision that you get counsel, you mm-hmm. know? So back to the generals, mm-hmm. it's, it's an independent league. And so there's a perk because though people will be recruited and the head coaches of the generals will go around and around the country and probably the world, honestly. And then they find people, you know, sometimes from Canada or whatever, and they find people that they then have play for the generals and they're given board and there's, there's host families and whatnot. And it's, yep. it's pretty cool. I mean, it's always young, young guys cause it's under 20. Yep. Now with the junior generals, it's just like little league where yep. it's like you, that's Eugene residents, Springfield residents because hockey doesn't have, and we have, we have a lot of players actually, Corvallis we have right. you know because there's there's seven ranks in this whole entire state so so for uh we in the show notes we're going to put a link to if you're you're interested in getting your kid or if you're a, a 10 year old and you're listening to this you can go to <laughs> laha.org and it's going to be in the show notes about how you can sign up to play hockey and you know it's not a cheap sport to get a kid into if you're a parent right. but i'm sure that there's scholarship opportunities What's, there is scholarship opportunities and just to touch a little bit on that um 
the intro classes, if you do register your kid, or if you're a kid watching, if you're, tell 10, your parents, if you're 10 years old and tell, you're listening to definitely this. Definitely tell your parents, hey, I, I can have free gear. So I'm just registering, and all this, all the skates and the gear, everything's paid for for those for all the classes. So the eight to ten week program, do it. Right. It's awesome. My kid, my son did it twice, and he did try hockey for free twice, which we'll talk about. That's a USA Hockey thing, and um, so there's it, tons of opportunities. So much opportunity, and it's free. Like almost, it's so cheap. And then you, this is actually one of the cheapest places to play in all of. All and why is that? Country. It's because there's sponsors. It's because we're small. Well, we're small. I mean, Eugene's right. a small area, and you would think, oh, we have one rink. We can crank the, the volume of cost. And it, it, what, it, what it, we're trying to do is we're trying to be the most cost-efficient, um, one of the more cost-efficient youth programs. Which is why if you're not a 10-year-old listening to this and you don't have a kid, that's why you need to go to the Generals games and buy hot dogs and buy, yeah. and, you know, and buy, and buy a hockey jersey and and throw down $10 as a taxable donation, you know, tax deduction donation, because I'm sure that that exists. And so that's a lot of things that you need to go support the team. And we've got some exciting updates. We're going to talk about how the future is going to come for how there's going to be more access and maybe a separation from Lane County. So the ice rink, we'll get to that. So, uh, we talked about, you know, where to sign up laha.org. It's in the show notes. And so you don't have to remember that because all you have to do is click the button. And if you're 10, you already know how to use the internet better than me. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about the summer camps. You've been working, you've been working with, uh, USA hockey, which is an exciting revelation. Yeah. And what is your title with them? So I, I just not necessarily a title. Well, I'm just a, you know, obviously a youth coach here and I've gotten the opportunity to do, to get my level four. So in coaching, you have to be certified, you know, you have to have your level one to, to be an eight, U, 10 U level coach. Um, and then as you get your levels, you can, it's basically age specific. Right. Um, and you do all your modules and yes, like you said, we're paying a lot of money to be coaches too. So I had the opportunity locally, um, to go get my level four. So I was, I did my internship coaching in, at the Western regional camp in Colorado Springs. And there, like I was telling you off air, <clears throat> that is the top 200 players at their 13, 14 year old level west of the Mississippi. So the top 200 players from west of the Mississippi wow. all are going to this hub in Colorado Springs wow. to go to a high performance camp. Right now, what happens from the camp is just basically your their evaluations. They're not, oh, you guys are so you're, this 10 is so great. We're going to send you off somewhere. What we're just doing is giving those kids an opportunity to learn at at a higher level, um, with high performance, high altitudes, um, you name it. It's, it's a living situation. We're there for a week. So I was a team leader and an intern coach. So I'm literally in the dorms at CC at Colorado college and I'm living with a team right for a week, um, with 13, 14, which in the hockey world is super common that people will <clears throat> stay. It's like a, it's a full on investment where you're like of your time. It is. And the, these are camps that are, they, the, these players are, these are the premium. Yeah. So just in a nutshell, like, and I'll tell you from a smaller scale, I was a, a state evaluator here for the state camp and we send, we have certain amount numbers of players that we can send to a Western regional camp at a certain age level. So we sent three players from Oregon, from the state, to the Western Regional Camp. Right now, we're not really middle of the pack there. Um, we're, we're creeping, but I think the talent level is differently now. It's, it's so different uh, when you start playing to get guys against uh, junior Dallas Stars or the junior Ducks or the junior Kings. Sure. You know, those guys really stick out because 
they're just a lot, a lot more hockey, right. more opportunity here in our state. We're again just growing it, growing and growing it. See where we can kind of measure measure our sure. talent when we get well, to and those it sounds like levels. With the generals umbrella, it sounds like there's a, a lot of talented people that are running things now. So not absolutely, that, I don't know about the past. We're not talking about You're, that. We're not talking mm-hmm. bad about anybody else. But it seems like really big things are happening. Absolutely, and 100%. so whoever's running it now is is doing a really good. So job. Flint Flint is doing an amazing job. Flint Dunchuk, he he's our. He's a Pacific Northwest coach and chief for USA Hockey, and he's here in Eugene. And so I'm kind of a little bit under his wing. I think he saw my positive attitude and yeah. my drive to be a better coach all right. the time. And, and you're just really approachable. And, yeah. And, and I mean, and gosh, I care, gosh darn it, people like you. Weird. You know? I care. I give a crap about kids. That's strange. It's it's odd nowadays. <laughs> so uh, I'm fighting the urge to talk about politics. I told myself <laughs> I wouldn't do it. So, so uh, you know. Those summer camps, I'm sure, not only help you grow as a coach, it also gives you the fact that you've been in, in you know, involved with that now. I'm, I'm sure that the confidence boost of being almost accepted has got to be tremendous. It's, ama- it's amazing. You know, because that's like, that's pretty incredible. I mean, that's USA hockey. It really is. And, and to be with all the, the staff, all the these top coaches, the top, the, the director of the camp, I mean, I, you think top to bottom. The, the level, the talent level of hockey is ridiculous. And then oh, yeah. what you come back with is more friendships, um, definitely uh, relationships with those players for the rest of their life because that's something that's an experience they'll never forget. Right. But man, we are just super organized. I get back, I, I'm more organized. I have my plans ready to go for practices. My station based practices are really, they're solid. I know exactly when, what times to do them, how to be prepared for that, how to do my dry land, how to do nutrition. I mean, you're talking about off-ice, on-ice, and, right. we're, and we're talking at any level. We can do this at any level. So one thing I want to uh, change gears and talk about oh. is if you're the 10-year-old listening and you're timid, you know, maybe you're a little afraid of paintballing or, or something rough around the edges. I was when I was a kid. Uh, Same. You know, actually, the, I went on a stupid tangent, but I want to tell this funny story. The first time I went paintballing, this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to tell it anyway. That's good. So so I went paintballing and I was about 12 and I went and signed the way my dad had to sign the waiver and I was reading it and it said not responsible for injury and or death. And I was read that and I was like, nope, like I'm too scared. And my friends were there kind of signing up and they're all like, yeah, like they were intense. And I told my dad, I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for this. And my dad was like, I got you. And then when my friends walked by, he's like, you're too young for this. I'm not going to let you. And I'm like, come on, dad. And he's like, nope. And then then my friends walked by and he's like, I'm like, thank you, dad. And he's like, I got you. So anyway, that's a different stupid story. But like, it was funny. So uh, when you are interested in signing up for hockey, Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you're worried because it's a rough and tumble sport. You want to keep all your teeth. If you're a parent, I know you, you want your kids to only lose their teeth once, you know? (laughs) So, um, what would you say is the positive changes that are happening with youth sports or with youth hockey? Because at one point fighting was, we go to a Winterhawks match. Now that's a different level. So there's still fighting because this is the trade-off. The audience of hockey likes the fighting, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's probably going to exist at some capacity. Obviously at the, the 12U, they're not going to allow fighting, no, you know? No. And, and I mean, in order to, when you are on a team that you live with the team, there is an ethos that is expected of you that's high, you mm-hmm. know, and they get high character coaches and whatnot mm-hmm. so that, you know, I'm sure that's the case. So the parents can rest assured if they can't quit their jobs to go and travel with the team that they're sending them to and, people that they can be confident and, in. And what I would say, you know, to all the parents, uh, to any parent that's even thinking like, oh, man, 
I'm going to get my kid in. My kid's thinking about hockey. I, there's no way I can do it because it's fighting. You're going to lose your teeth and all the injuries and all this and that. You know what? That game is over. That game has changed completely. Right. It really has. Um, it right now it's a highly skilled game, and we're we're teaching these kids powerful skating skills, um, shooting, passing. There's so much about hockey that was lost back in the day because it right. was like, man, we're going to just do a big blow up hit. You know what the big blow up hit did? The guy that's carrying the puck is coming down the ice and I'm the guy that's going to blow somebody up. It just took me and that player out and did nothing about retrieving the puck. So what we're doing, the USA, I know a lot of the USA hockey guys were really emphasizing more about body proper body contact and puck pursuit so just like in football to where you have to you know if so, you're gonna if you're gonna cross check yeah so we're, we're no we're not trying to hit we're, what we're do, trying to get emphasized now is stick on puck and then body contact so there's no more blow up hit and i can tell you right now at the national levels our, our officiating is getting to a point where we're gonna start calling penalties on a body check if the player is not playing the puck first and right. that's going to change everything because before you could just skate, boom, I could blow somebody up. There they are laying as there. Long as I didn't even do the job I was supposed to by getting the puck, right. so I did a disservice to my team sure. by taking myself out. Right. So that game is gone. So as long as you, it was like in football with clipping. As long as you're in front of them, it was fine. Yeah, you, you keeping yeah body body you in know. front of them and, and stick on puck. Uh, you know, and by the way, at all age levels, eight. All the way to 18, you were teaching proper body contact. So, unlike football, and I'm not going to knock football here, but it's unlike I am. <laughs> unlike football, we're, what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to create a better way to keep the game the way it is, and to keep the but kids on the ice safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see these stop signs on the back of the jerseys. You'll see them now in youth level. So if their back is turned to the boards, there's no more hitting a player. Like that's always a big no-no. Hitting from behind is bad. My buddy Eric Cole, who played in the NHL in 2006, he broke his spine getting hit from behind in Pittsburgh against Brooks Orpik. And, um, and it was just a terrible, terrible. There's no way that should happen even at a professional level. But now kids think, oh, checking's really cool. No, what what's really cool now is proper body contact, getting the puck, and scoring a goal. That's really cool. Right, right. I mean, way better than put your hands in the air for a goal. I mean, it's an aggra- it's an aggressive game, and it's always sure. going to be that way. There's a lot of padding, and the padding. See, this is an issue. Head to toe, right? And this is an issue that I see with with football, and I'll probably also hockey. Sometimes the the equipment gets so good that it gives people this false sense of security when it comes to brain injuries. I mean, you had the concussions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time in hockey people didn't wear helmets at all. That's right. And I'm sure that the concussion rates were in, insane at that time, but it's different. So the information is now there. Hockey, I haven't – they haven't had the negative press that the NFL has had, and I wonder if that's because it's just a smaller game or, you know. I think there's there is just a smaller scale of injury, so I still believe it is an issue. Right. Um, and I still do – what's scary is I went to that Western Regional Camp just this year and the, and the last year, and we asked the, the crowd at a seminar, who here has had a con- at least one concussion? Everybody but 10 people went like this at 13 years old. Wow. That's scary. Right. That is a and scary, And so the changes – so obviously it's there's a lot there's a lot to do. There's you know, a still. lot of work to do, and, and I still feel like we're trying to do a, a good job. You know, it's not – nothing's great. Sure. But we're trying to really, really push this idea that we want the puck more. We want the puck more, and it's without – you don't have to hit. We're trying to get that whole image or the language out where fighting and, and hitting shouldn't be a thing. Fighting was policing its own game. Like, sure. Marty McSorley – 
uh, it was a fighter on the LA Kings. He was right. a fighter with the Oilers. He basically with was, Wayne Gretzky. Right. So he, he got was, traded with Wayne Gretzky. His job was to protect Wayne Gretzky. He protected him. Wayne Gretzky scored a billion goals, had a billion assists. And look at, I mean, and where's Marty McSorley's name? Of course, when Wayne's like, I'm only going to LA, by the way. If Marty comes with me. Yeah. Still. Still. Oh, oh he, he did. Yeah, yeah. He did that. Well, and then, you know, now you've got Sidney Crosby is mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest names. And it's, he's basically like the next level or oh, the next generation's Wayne Gretzky he's because amazing. he's really just a scoring, passing, offensive threat. He's a machine. You know, and like James Harden, he doesn't play defense. An but. interesting story about <clears throat> Sidney Crosby here, just real quick. A lot of people are like, he's out of, everybody has their own thing before a game. Sidney Crosby, a lot of people don't know, know this about him. Great, one of the best players, arguably, in, in the world. The guy listens to classical music before every single game. Because it's an art. It's an art. Sports psych. Yeah, yeah. Sports psych. And that's what I work with some sports psychologists. I'm going to give a plug to Jamie Sawchuk. She's awesome. But she comes to our camps, and, and Doc is a great... I mean, it's so awesome because she comes in, tells these kids about goal setting. This is your goals for the year. This is your goal for the game. Write it down. Look back at it, and it's not like your goal is to score ten goals. They got to be measurable goals, right? Not Alex, o- Alex Ovechkin before the game medals in our elections, but that's an unknown. Exactly. that's an unknown fact. That's an unknown fact. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you see guys like Sidney Crosby though that are that are just like I said, offensive, just phenoms. Mm-hmm. They come into the sport. How young was he when he got into the league? Eighteen. I, th- I think he was eighteen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. You know, and I'm a casual hockey fan. I mean, basically, I'm a fan of Sports Center, to be honest. And so I watched not anymore, but that's mm-hmm. a different story. But I, you know, grew up watching a lot of Sports Center, and you know, nowadays you can get all your stats and stuff directed. So you kind of, I don't see as much hockey. But the reason that I do see hockey is I'm a huge NBA fan, and so the the seasons coincide. Yep, there are the yeah exactly. And so a lot of the times, I mean, hockey top ten highlights are amazing, you know, and. I, I need to get into it more. I just have never had a team. It's the funny. Seattle team. We're going to get to that. We'll that. get to that. But it's funny when you said the top 10, like those highlights back when I was, I remember in the nineties and stuff, late eighties, nineties, I remember the, the highlights were always the big hit. Right. Now you see what? Like great goals. It's like where they pick up, <laughs> they pick up the puck and wrap it around the goal and hit it in. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's insane. You know? Exactly. There's the, the skill is just a different, it's a whole different game. And, that's and so I don't want, I don't want like parents or kids to listen to this and think, Man, I have to be tough or anything. Like I'm, I'm six one, two hundred, and which that, is more common. That's like a typical yeah, body it's, size. It's, it's, you're not you're huge. Not the height necessarily of an NBA player, but you're definitely the weight. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. a thinner, leaner guy because you, for one, they may look big on the ice, but that's because they've got a ton of pads on. Mm-hmm. You know, because Sidney Crosby is not. He's a skinny guy. He's and he's got. You know, they have huge legs. Their right. training's you know ridiculous. Which most people in the Eugene area do because they have those Adonis calves from running on the bike paths. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's a different story, and I stole that joke from Dave Chappelle. That's but, awesome. But uh, you know, it's true. I mean, the, the sport is is evolving, and it's not just a meathead game. Not it's that not. that that element though is still fun. Some of the best movies in uh, oh, what is what is the movie Slapshot, Slapshot, and, and then Goon. Uh, Goon. Goon yeah. is a, is a more modern. They're one. still great movies. I mean, yeah. don't, don't it, get me wrong. It, I, I think Goon actually it's funny because it's dubbed as a comedy, but it shows the dark side. It shows it, like it a does. really dark how. There's a dark side to that type of hockey. There that, is. That we're, it's a. If you haven't seen Goon, I recommend it. It's uh, William. What's his awesome. name? Awesome. The guy oh, from um, from American Pie. And yeah, stuff. American Pie. And he he just shows like the dark side of being an enforcer. You know, it's it's just really good. I mean, hockey hockey is such a different 
area of sports because it's like if you're not in the know we're not going to explain it to you you know it's 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 like its own we're like we're going to keep our it our secret that it's the most amazing sport that exists it's true i there's i i walk you know even in town people that do know me and 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 stuff they know i coach hockey but so i get so many questions i get a lot i love getting a lot of kids interested I, i do a lot of floor hockey i've been doing a lot of floor hockey in in my school and all the time, I get the most unathletic kids, the most unathletic or most uninterested kids come up to me and be like, you know, I never like sports. I don't like anything competitive, but hockey is my not only my favorite sport, but I love playing it now. Mm-hmm. That's I get it all the time, mostly from girls. Wow. So and, and that's my whole thing. It's that's like, another thing. That's great. We were talking about growing the girls game and, and it's huge. We're really trying to push that right now with here so locally the, so the, now what's going on with that currently is so, there is there a girls junior generals we, there is not yet and and we have most of our girls are up in portland playing but we're what we're trying to do now is get get a hold of um and i, I don't want to go into depth sure. you know because i'm on the board and i don't want to like oh i'm going to spill all the beans here but i i know we're doing some different outreach programs with all different levels of the girls play so see, if a woman, if you're a ten-year-old girl and you're listening to this and you're interested in hockey, can you play with the junior generals? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So that's and the thing Absolutely. is, is the NHL level. I don't know if Manun Renom is that her name. I said it wrong, probably. Who? There was a female goalie was like yep. the first, and I think that was the first of the major four sports in America that crossed in. We had a female in. She's NHL. only there for a minute, but it, it's true. I mean, that just that groundbreaking. Yeah. To, to show that, that this shows. belongs, that, that we can belong. I'm I'm trying to fight the urge to talk about politics, like I said, but it's because Canada has a huge influence and Canada is more progressive than us, you know, and they're just like, we don't see a problem. If you can play, you can play. And on a national level um, with USA hockey in Canada, I mean, Canada has always been up there and you have Swedes and you have all these different countries that are always been, you know, the predominant levels of play. And now USA hockey, though, we're really pushing. pushing. We're pushing and we're almost, I want to say... I think Canada's going to start looking at us like, oh crap. Oh, you're talking about like the skill set of the of the players. Skill set. I mean, all the. But those, I'm sure that those teams work in. They they work together. You know, I mean, yeah, not, yeah. like not the on the when you're watching the well, Olympics. They have, they, don't get me. I mean, especially if we're talking local hockey. What's really tough about it is that we don't have this large registration number. We don't have like. 300 kids and 100 of them are female players that's that's our issue right so we we have 100 plus kids that are registered and we're gonna just play everybody doesn't matter right that's it doesn't even matter if we have 400 we're gonna play everybody we're we're gonna find a way to play everybody but if we can right now all the girls like nolan's my my son's best friend ruby on the team was awesome she dominated boys yeah she was great and And now she's moving to dc which is sad but she's going to go to an all-girls team right. because the, they have it. The beauty, though, of women in hockey is there's a lot of opportunities at the college level because of Title IX. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, you know, if you're not familiar with Title IX, it basically says that if there's going to be a men's sport like football, for example, where there's not women playing, there's a couple now cr- coming in playing like de- like defensive back, like skill positions, which is cool. Wow. But uh, you have to have the same amount of female players under scholarship. And so, you know, a lot of times this is kind of a, a – difficult reality with that so like uh the university of oregon hockey team is club i think that's changing i think that they're working towards getting scholarship I and think it sounds like it could change yeah out. and so uh i'm pretty sure that the women's team is scholarship you hmm. know and so uh there's 
I could be wrong. I know that that's the the way that it is at certain schools. I don't remember. We don't. So yeah, that's so. Talk, we don't even have a women's hockey um, team for the general for or that. for for the university. Oh, for, there isn't for one for you. Not, nope. Okay, so not it's that a I know of. There, was, there could I, I? You know, I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't want to like. Yeah, I don't quote we're too not going to speak it, on that. But I like that. might it's so hard to say because mo- my main focus always here, and I I, I don't ever want to speak out of line. By the way, sure. yeah, especially as a coach well, here, but I, I'm like. I always, I'm really diving into our youth program mainly. I, I'm going to worry about all that other stuff eventually for myself. Later, right. When, as I get there, I'm I, trying to build the best booklet I can for myself here selfishly so I can actually get all the youth happy and playing something that they really want to do. Kid sports, only thing they don't have is ice hockey. Ever, I think, I think ever. what I was thinking of was soccer because I think that the women's soccer team is scholarship at the U of O mm. and the men is not its club because of title nine, because gotcha. football dominates. I think that's the sport I was thinking of. It could be. yeah. But, but you know, I, I cut a lot of the, <laughs> the university of Oregon club uh, hockey teams hair and mm. great mullets and, mullets, uh, nice. and, uh, and stripes. yes. And we've, been talking about you know the growth and stuff and they always come in and tell me about the game against the generals because that's a big exhibition that's a and fun one very competitive yeah and that that, that bridge is getting close i mean the, they straight tell me they're like well we usually compete but it's tough you know the, it gener- is tough. the generals are actually a different level and that's interesting with because that's 16 think about 16 to 20 year olds playing against men yeah almost you know age. i mean not that 20 is I not a man and the generals does better though they they've won they've won some games and yeah. they, they always the thing is with the the ducks are again they they play more of that physical that old school the old school hockey right in that sense and they're they're getting better with the skill like they right. actually what they won the pack eight championship yeah, this yeah. year was awesome their Good uniforms are f- amazing they're the best i wish i had yeah all and of you them. can buy them i mean i think you can buy them on the on the duck store i'm not trying to plug nike i don't care but no, like, yeah but they're just they're ama- nice they're just amazing uniforms they're, so. I, I, you know, honestly I, I like the general's logo too i, yeah. I really like that look it's a solid anytime i go anywhere in the state i go to ben see the ben rapids I, I don't understand it like i see a logo and i'm like what is that right. or I, I see different logos and the portland winterhawks it's it's cool i love it's like the blackhawk logo mm-hmm. which is really cool but it's it, it to me it's it's, already know, been used. it's always yeah it's, it's kind of used and owned right. by the same deal the generals is simple they keep it classic it's it's class it's a lot like the it's circle like the, yeah. in in the, right. the, the g in there it's awesome so, so we don't have a ton of time so i want to make sure that we mm-hmm. talk about seattle because okay. seattle is it has been awarded an NHL franchise, which is exciting because now in the Northwest, we'll have a team that we can actually like really apply ourselves to. I think that the, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, when I was a kid, became probably West Coast because it was real close in Disneyland. All that stuff was right there. Cool movie. But we the, the movies were just something that resonated with, with the youth. But it's awesome to have like that. But now we have Seattle. Life. And did they announce a name? They do not have a name. I, I could... I'm not going to say I, I know somebody that is running some of the ranks up there in Seattle. Um, and the only thing I'm going to say, and I've, I've put this on my Twitter handle too, is I are on Twitter that um, I've also, I, I know the colors and I know the the direction of the name, but I can't really go. I thought specify. I saw something when I Googled it last night. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of different things. So I, I can tell you it's going to stay native and it's going to stay probably with something that lives in the water. And it's going to be the colors of black, gray, and red. I've heard the Kraken has, has been discussed, but we'll see. I think that is gone. Is that gone? Because mm-hmm. of the alcohol, maybe? Who knows? So I, there's a been, I mean, I, I would be, an, I'm a huge fan of grunge music. 
And I would love it if it was the Seattle grunge and they just had plaid jerseys, sure. plaid pants. It'd be so cool, but that'll never happen. Right. Anyway, just that's, the, the Seattle that's Pearl Jam, the Seattle Pearl Jam. Yeah. It's just Pearl Jam all just the, the way. Pearl, just Eddie Vedder's face. Yep. He's a humongous Pearl Jam. That's, Huge. That, that's the one thing that we probably should have not talked about hockey. <laughs> just just, talk just Pearl Jam and like, you know. So, uh, and the beauty of that, we're going to get to that, is, is that you are in a band and we have a song we're going to play at the end of this episode by your band that mm-hmm. is, we're going to get to that, but that's going to be really cool. So back to Seattle. So Seattle, this is going to be really big for the Northwest. Huge. And I think it's going to grow the the size of your People looking for youth hockey. The registrations will grow. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be really big. We have, so it's it's cool. You have Seattle. And no matter what, now that that's being brought in, you're going to have two new ranks being built for uh, different programs. And I'm not going to specify where yet because there's a lot of growth now. Because now you have this, you have a practice facility, you have the NHL facility. And then you're going to have all the amateur facilities got to change a little bit. And... <clears throat> What's going to happen is all of that interest level, no matter what, naturally it's just going to bleed down to Eugene. Sure, and it's going to go further. So, so now you have now you have um, it's you're going to have competition with an NHL team with NHL teams right, right on the West Coast, and then you're going to have all the youth programs already that are already facing each other in tournaments and stuff. Right, but now those programs are going to change. You're going to have NHL outreach. You're going to have players coming in. Um, doing more stuff in the community. You're going to have way more interest. It's going to be aired on, it's going to be on TV a little bit more, probably locally, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to hear a lot more about it just naturally. Just like the Mariners games and stuff. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. I have it, a hard it, time rooting. My personal, personal thing is I have a hard time rooting for anything in Washington because I hate the Huskies so much. But the reality is, is, is maybe this will lead to a Portland team. Uh, my I hope, my so. hope that's long off. Like Portland like obviously the Winterhawks, but I'm talking NHL. And the Winterhawks are amazing. Like when you go to those it's games, great hockey. it really feels like it's it's a different level. I mean there's like the M, I know this is a different sport, but like the Eugene Emeralds, you go to a game, it's like, eh, okay, this is like a little taste of professional f- baseball. And they're really And fun. some of those guys will trickle into the league. And yeah. they do. And that's fun. But when you go to a Winterhawks game, the only difference between a Blazers game and a Winterhawks game is they close the 300 level because it doesn't have the seating capacity right. demand. But when you go to a game, there's chants and songs and all that stuff. It, it's very much... Probably maybe even bigger than, they the, sell, than they, the they sell out. Oh yeah, hockey games the, up there. The Timbers, I think, is at the same level uh, where yep. it is just massive. The fan base, and mm-hmm. it's like such a the oh man. I, we went to a game a couple years ago, and it was just crazy. The amount of just rabid fan base, everybody rocking their uniforms, where they really just knew all the players and all that stuff. And you see the jumbotron showing. You know, this player's now in the NHL, and this player's in the NHL, and there's a list of them that had made it, you know, on and so. Wow. Absolutely, I mean, and winner also. I mean, Mark Messier is my jersey right here. Right, he played, I think, a week up in Portland right. for the Winterhawks wow. at one time, and then he became. I mean, he's a legend. Right, you know, six six Stanley Cups. I mean, here's the thing. Because of Wayne Gretzky. But, um, <laughs> but, but actually, he won. I'm just, I think I'm he just won. joking. Yeah, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. No, they actually, they always sell each other. He's the best player, and Wayne will say, no, Mark is the best it's player. It's like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan yeah. in that way. But that, respect, like, yeah, without yeah. any kind of uh, yeah. punch well, each other Kretzky in the face. Gretzky was more of just offensive phenom, and, and Messier was... Or Messi, Messi, Messier, Messier was uh, was more rounded, right? He's he was an all round. He's a gritty guy. I right. mean, he wouldn't shy. He didn't shy away from a you know a scrap or anything. But he was, you know, just a different skill set. I think Wayne was just so finesse, and and right. Mess was my favorite player. Different in the little bit that I know 
more i guess i think of him more of a coach is uh he's on espn now oh my gosh oh barry melrose barry the melrose mullet. yeah barry melrose it's funny when you hear you see him talk because it's pretty clear that none of his teeth are his and he's he does a lot i think for hockey i, I don't know for the casual fan with sports center he's he's pretty involved he's he, awesome he, he was the the la kings coach with gretzky yeah he was for, for a, a short little while time. yep yep and what's uh, one of my favorite quotes in all of hockey is from barry melrose and i don't mind sharing it now i have to Hockey players don't lose their teeth from eating too much candy. Still one of my favorite quotes. That's pretty have to share that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to wrap it up. So we're going to play okay. the song. But I want to, is there anything you wanted to make sure that we touched on? You can look in your notes. There's yeah, some dates so and some different things. I do want to bring up the fact that we have intro classes uh, for our youth players. And that's a, a typical, you know, I think that's a great time for anybody to sign up and just get a taste of what the ice is like from six to all the way to 12 years old. Um, and the registration will be mid-August. So mid-August, sign your kids up. So go Just to laha.org. Yep, .org. And it's in the show notes. Yep, it'll be in the show notes. And and just know that whatever cost you see, they're going to get the gear. So we have the stick, we have the skates, we have all that stuff for them. Just get them on the ice. Just sign them up, pay the money, get them to the rink. And all the instructors and coaches like myself will take care of them. I mean, it's it's great. They love it. They have fun. We have little nets out. We have softballs, and we do fun games like dodgeball and whatever you think you could do off the ice. We we'll do it on the ice. Would you say that? Because I've my stepson is seventeen, and mm -hmm. something I've considered getting him to. Like obviously, the varying levels of skating talent. That's fine. People can go out. Would you say that when you get to the seventeen-year range, that the people are pretty skilled, or is there still a no. place for somebody that's a newcomer? I I I see. I coach adult. We have adult intro classes. Sorry, adults. We do have an intro no, class as good. well. It's I, great because sometimes you'll see dad bring their son. Sure, and, and they you, they're on the same ice. Just on separate sides, ones with the adults, ones with the kids, and sometimes I mean there are four. Some people start at fifty, six years old. Well, I mean, and the, the one thing about hockey too is is that it's an ongoing thing. You see a lot of senior leagues, and I know that they say senior it means like just just over, older, older. And I would say for someone like yourself, maybe you can agree with this that mm -hmm. one of the reasons that you've been able to keep your love of it is that it was encouraged to have an all ages type mentality. You know, because I know Lane County Ice has been really incredible about allowing times for not just regular skating, but right. for hockey, so that it brings like fifty year olds in, exactly. and, and there's a community. Because everyone that I've talked to, that the adult leagues are great. That's by what the I way. mean. They're and, great. The, we call it the beer league, but the beer league is awesome, and we'll do three on three tournaments and all skill levels we right. have abc levels we have beginner skaters we have people that have been on the ice one time skating and then all of a sudden you see them five years later and they're blown by me and i'm right. like it doesn't it only takes time on the ice right i had a coach my youth coach real quick told me dan at 15 years old it's never too late to start playing hockey and right. so I hope that rings true to everybody else. So the sign-up date is coming. It's going to be mid-August. It's, it's coming. This, that's the deadline to sign up. So um, so we'll have registrations for actual league play. Um, we'll be open until September 1st. So September 1st is the cutoff for registration on regular um, Laha uh, Junior General Program. Um, again, we're trying to grow the girls' game. And all the fees, as far as what you'll see online, are they do vary. I mean... With travel and and just whatever level you're playing, um, they they just vary. So don't don't be discouraged by costs. Um, all that stuff. It's amazing how much ice time we get. So 
we get like three. And there's opportunities. I'm sure you know nowadays if your if your kid shows an interest and you can't afford it. I mean, there's GoFundMe. There's all kinds there, of opportunities. So we and we do have scholarship programs. Right. So so we we will. Um, I, my whole goal as as a board member and a youth coach, I love going out to the lower class levels. I was a I come from low class living, right. and the only and my mom you, didn't have money. So. The only thing you cannot do is what that coach did that sparked your start of your career: sell drugs in the parking lot. That's right. You never do that. You cannot do that. That is, it worked as a blessing in disguise for youth hockey in Oregon. And if you and see it, you might be the next best coach. That's it, because <laughs> you know, because if had you not reported that to kids sports, that's true. You might not be where you are today. That's so, a good point. So drugs work in mysterious ways. They, they I don't do. think that's what that saying is. Um, but not here. but but. Uh, so let's get to the song. We've there's a lot of stuff that we, we just we don't have enough time to cover. So that information you can find okay. at eugenegenerals.com, I think is what it is. It's in the show notes. Laha.org is for the youth for if you're trying to get your kid. That's in the show notes. Yep. And then the Facebook pages are gonna be in there, Instagram and all that for the generals yep. and for the junior generals. Right. So check all that stuff out. So changing gears to your band Cold Fire, mm-hmm. you we this is really kind of a somber thing, but it's something to be celebrated as well. That uh, the song that you chose is called BAD, and speak on that. It's a dedication to Kevin Peschel, mm-hmm. and it's kind of we did not even think about this until it came. But, I but didn't even tell today I got, yeah. is the four year anniversary. He had passed away uh, four years ago, and he's somebody that really touched. Your lives, everyone that knew him, he was a, a really kind person. You can speak more on that. Yeah, so Kevin, um, it's it is kind of a like you said a, a really somber feeling, like just that feeling of when I when I gave you that song, I didn't even think that today would be the angel anniversary of yeah, yeah. Uh, of his death, and he did pass in a unfortunate motorcycle accident, and somebody who was super safe, he was military. Um, always preach safety to all of us. Like anytime we'd go paintballing or anything, he's always safety first. You know, everything was, he was our dad. And, um, but he was, again, he, he did everything for so many people. Um, I just encourage anybody not even knowing Kevin or not. Um, he would, he'd be the first person to, to f- fix your porch or without even asking, he would, he would take your groceries and he was that kind of person. He would always do something nice for somebody. And that was mainly w- what I take away from Kevin was his friendship, like of, of that, he, his time away from himself to give to other people. He gave so much of his energy and time to other people first. And I've and, seen a lot with cold fire with the four of you for mm-hmm. that. When you post stuff on social media about Kevin, that it's like, this has allowed me to the, the silver lining of, of losing him is that we're like, okay, this gives us a chance to now live his legacy. That's yeah. what it was like when I lost my mom is that I was like, I'm not going to sit here and worry about what I'm missing. I'm going to think about what I, what she gave me, what's, exactly. what's still in me. And so, you know, we can try to live Kevin's legacy by being kind and by being generous, you know, and the hashtag grumble, grumble, grumble was something that he would jokingly say when he was kind of feeling upset because you never saw that kind of downside. He was such never. a lively personality. So it was grumble, grumble, grumble. Yep. And it was kind of a way to just be like, but he would make everybody laugh. Like his, exactly. him being upset made everybody laugh. And you're like, how, how does he do that? Right. And so, so anyway, and, and so the song and to plug the song, um, BAD, we, we wrote that, um, Kevin would always come into every room, every door. He'd 
you know, this is my house. I'm a BAD bad man. That's what he would always say. I'm a bad man. Just jokingly, he's not a bad person at all. Well, and, like tough, you know. Yeah, like tough. I'm a big, he was like a silverback gorilla. Um, and so w- when we wrote this song about Kevin, um, it was obviously after his passing, but we named it BAD. That's and, cool. And it's because he just, it's the first thing you ever heard him ever say when he would walk in he, or he would do the door for, you know, certain venues in town. He was a door guy for a lot of, and a sound guy for a lot of bands, and he'd always introduce himself as a bad man. So, so yeah. So this is. So I want to thank you, Dan, for doing this. This thank is you, a, Patrick. It's an honor. This is awesome. you're, you're welcome. And and if you're listening, you're watching. Always make sure to go to strpod.com, and there's videos now. You can figure that out. It's strpod.com/video. Plus, on the Facebook page, it'll be there. And so this is, we're gonna end it with the song. This is the band Coldfire, Eugene bass band Coldfire. This song is dedicated to Kevin and Heidi Peschel. Heidi is is his wife. And so if you're listening, Heidi, shout out to you. Uh, so Coldfire with B A D. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thank you. Trying to give a stone a name, putting a face to the known. Everybody needs a home Now that's coming to a close So everybody knows Use about you and me Answer me wanting to see